0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all of the up to second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all of the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts this is believe me right here on stadium tv cam rogers coming at you back in the nation's capital good to be with you guys we've got casey hudson sports betting analyst and of course one of the best handicappers in america in the world brandon lang brandonlang.com.
1: hello guys good to be with you casey how was your new year's it was so relaxing. I did the opposite of what I've done for the past, I don't know, 15 plus years when you think it's hot to be out, uh, doing the limo rides and the clubs and all the things. I stayed home and poured myself a glass of wine and rang in the new year very calmly. So I'm glad I'm happy about it. A nice chill welcome to 2024. How about you, Brandon?
2: Did Manhattan with my girl. Um, horse and carriage ride through Central Park. Um, nice jazz club to bring in the new year. Stayed at the uh, Park High, which was a wonderful, wonderful property. Had never done New Year's in Manhattan in my life, so to do it with my babe was uh was pretty special. And uh, it's it was a great run into 2024. We're on an absolute epic college basketball heater 12 and 2, my last 14, just ripping it college hoop and uh, you know, a little disappointed with the play of Alabama's quarterback that game was there to be had and he just wasn't good enough he just wasn't good enough in the passing game wasn't good enough of making his reads didn't pick up the blitzes didn't know where his checkdowns were he just wasn't good enough at the quarterback position to get alabama over the hump now with that being said they're up four with the ball first and 10 at the 30 and i thought the offensive coordinator of alabama pulled back a little bit they score there they're up 10 obviously and it's game over um sad because Alabama's defense played well enough to win that game and let Michigan off the hook. So it is what it is. Um, we got a national championship game, which we'll talk about further, but again, it's a tough way to lose. If you had Alabama plus the one and a half.
0: And Brandon on a heater in college basketball, we'll talk more about that in the months to come Casey, Texas. Are they really back after that performance against Washington?
1: Oh man. Um, don't really know in regard to Texas. I was excited to think that Texas was going to go a lot further and be able to pull off the masses here. Brandon and I both wanted to see them be the actual national championship. But when it comes to Washington versus Michigan, I know that Brandon and I are going to give you opposing opinions here, but I feel like going against Michigan is just a tough thing to do right now. Plus there's extra drama circulating right now. Uh, did anybody catch wind of Harvard potentially saying that this will be his last game at Michigan, and after this, he's gone. I feel like this team tries to rally behind every big headline that's set up front because of their head coach. So, looking at statistics such as Harbaugh being 27 and 15 when going against a poor passing defense, uh, 28 and 17 after three consecutive wins when Michigan has one or fewer turnovers, which is what makes this team pretty good whether you love them or hate them it's their composure it's their security it's mccarthy's ability to not turn over the ball i mean zero interceptions versus alabama's defense that brandon just mentioned then you also have to look at the fact that throughout the entire 2023 season only four interceptions so talked about the fact of other bets to look out here the spread's not as sexy as you like i like the under 54 and a half total in this matchup but most importantly i think Michigan will take it and seal the spread here
0: yeah. Well, there you go. Casey just laid it all out there with the spread at minus four and a half, favoring Michigan here, Brandon. Michigan eight, five, and one ATS. Washington seven, six and one. Both teams are undefeated, Brandon. One of them by the end of the night at NRG Stadium will not be. What is your best bet?
2: Well, if you did a little research. What's the best passing offense Michigan has seen all year long? Ooh,
0: good question. Ohio State, maybe?
2: Yes, 28th, 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 they're now facing the top five. Good luck with that. See you on campus. Hey, Mike Penix, go have some fun, bud. Because if his offensive line
1: is better than Alabama's?
2: Well, I'll put it this way. They got the stops they needed against Texas to win the game. And I'm not so sure McCarthy can throw all game long to win the football game, they're gonna put eight in the box. They're gonna put eight in the box and say, listen, you wanna win the national championship. You are gonna to have to throw to B. Also, the coach of Washington, 17 and two as an underdog, he's won his last five straight up and he gets the spread. So the guy knows how to coach as an underdog coach, something to think about. But again, it's not rocket science. They beat Penn State and they only threw the ball seven times. You think James Franklin would have said, okay, you know what? Maybe I should put eight in the box to force mccarthy to throw all game long i don't think michigan's receivers are good enough if you force them to throw all game long i just don't so for me i'm impressed with every time washington has been underestimated panics in those receivers i don't think people realize how good washington's receivers are all four of those cats can go all four can go all four can catch and when you're a defense and you've not seen a passing offense like that all season long there's going to be an adjustment. I don't trust Harbaugh in big games. I don't think Michigan beat Alabama. Alabama beat itself. They had a fourth and two call where two corners were on the left-hand side. One's got the receiver. One's got the running back. They both won with the wide receiver. And he just runs out of the backfield. Alabama beat themselves. And I don't think Alabama, Alabama's offense wasn't that good all year. Also, Alabama also gave up close to 300 yards rushing to Auburn. So it's no surprise that Michigan was able to run the football against Alabama. Alabama they weren't great against the run all year that wasn't a very good Alabama team that had one big win all year they beat Georgia they were down they were up 10-7 at the half against South South Florida 10-3 at the half Alabama (laughs) won a great team that's why Nick Saban said after the game hey I'm so proud of this team We, we came a long way this Washington team's legit I'm getting four and a half I can't see Michigan blowing them out simply because Washington's pass offense is too good End of story. And every time you go against Penix, he makes you pay. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Here's the thing. Adjust for strength of conference. And I'm going to side with the Big Ten in this one, although Casey gave me the opening. I'm going under the post-it total. I think the Wolverines do muddy this game up a little bit, give Penix a shock with that defense. So I'll stay away from the side. And I'll go with How's
2: Casey. Big Ten do? in bowl games?
0: Not
1: great, but, you
2: know. They got rocked. We're
1: starting a new path, we Brandon. Rocked. We're starting a whole new path. It's 2024.
2: But my boys A like sheet going of paper. paper. They got rocked in the Bulls like they do every single year. Most overrated this conference.
1: This is the last game. We should be ready for anything.
2: Yeah, he's anything. going to the NFL. We all know that.
0: Speaking of which, let's do that, guys. Casey, let's talk about Steelers and Ravens. The Ravens have locked up the number one overall seed. They are four-point dogs. Of course, they're going to sit their starters. No Lamar Jackson. The Steelers can get in with a win and a Buffalo loss or a win and a Jacksonville loss to the Titans. So, Casey, you've got the Steelers as favorites, minus four on the road.
1: Yeah, I don't really love this on this one because this game can go any which way. We've seen the Steelers kind of push the pace on a lot of good teams, and you said it, a lot of the starters are going to be out for the Ravens. If there's something that was more attractive to me here, it's probably going to be the Ravens' first half money line. Um, I found it at plus 120, but other than that, I could kind of see the Steelers pulling this off. Steelers' defense is giving up the 7th fewest points uh, in the game, sitting at about 19 points, led by T.J. Watt, who you just love to watch play um 25 toys 43 sacks they're trying to prove a point they're still trying to make that push into playoffs so you've got the top guys for the Ravens hanging out on the bench collecting their rest you've got a Steelers team that's kind of put it to the top teams in the league here and there a bit spotty so I just can happen to see the swing in the Steelers favor with a big pop in the fourth quarter so if you have to go with the spread I'd lean towards the Steelers but I like the first half money line uh if you want to be safe
0: Okay, we like that. Steelers, by the way, 6-1 and one ATS in their last seven games versus the AFC North, Brandon.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. The Steelers are going against the Ravens' B team. <laughs> Huntley's a quarterback. None of the starters are playing. So it's basically the entire second team. Line is Pittsburgh minus four and a half. I think seven of the last eight these two teams have played have been decided by seven points or less. But like I said, the hardest thing to do is handicap games where one team's resting all their starters and the other team has to win. And with that line at four and a half, I just think with that posted total being as low as it is, I think Hundley and that Baltimore offense is going to score. And I think Pittsburgh is going to score against the Ravens' second string defense. And so Rudolph has looked great. What an impressive win last week. Both of his wins have been impressive. The blowout of Cincinnati going up to Seattle for them to pull off that win and Once again, Mike Tomlin left for dead after the Colts loss. The man rallies his team and once again puts himself in a position to never have a losing record as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the most phenomenal record we have going out there for a guy that Mm -hmm. didn't do as much talent this year. So that being said, I'm going to go over the posted total and say both teams are going to let this fly by the seat of their pants and and we're going to get it over.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, Brandon. Over the posted total in that one. Too low for me, especially when you have backups in the football game. Okay, big battle in the AFC South, Brandon. Texans and Colts. The Colts are getting one and a half at home. They can win the AFC South with a win and a Jacksonville loss. The Texans can win the South with a win and a Jacksonville loss. Also can make the playoffs with a win, Jacksonville loss, and a Pittsburgh loss. So you get all that. Brandon, what's the play here?
2: Week two at Houston, the Colts went in there and buried him with Anthony Richardson as the quarterback. Yeah. The Defense played well. It's been a great year for Houston. It really has. The game that I go back to that has me on Indy here is how Minshew and that offense chewed up the Steelers' defense in that Saturday game. 30, let it 30, 30, 13? I believe it was, and I believe – Indy was down 13 nothing early and scored the next 30. And so for me making Indy a home dog here I just think is is the play. Been a great year. It really has and and what a job Ryan has done and what a job Stroud has done completely blew out expectations to be in a position to get in the playoffs. But I think this is team A and how they match up with Team B. And for me, I think Indy just matches up well with Houston. I'm gonna take the little home dog plus one and a half.
0: Okay. I like the play as well, Casey.
1: Uh going opposite here. I like the Texans to take this one. I've kind of been on CJ Stroud leaning into the season. I had him as one of my top uh rookies of the year. I love how well he uses his feet. We have talked about it here on believe actually one of the times um that I filled in over the summer, but What I like is the fact that the Texans, you know, they have their offense is tied for the fewest takeaways in the the NFL right now. And that speaks loudly to the leader that Stroud has not only been, but how much he has rallied, you know, got this team going. Um, I also like the fact that week two, yeah, the Colts did some pretty magnificent things, but we're still looking at a bit of a different team. You've got some guys who have been injured throughout the season who aren't going to be a part of this matchup. Therefore, some of their impactful explosive players aren't going to be going against the Texans I think the Texans learned a lot by giving up 31 points to the Colts in week two and I think they're going to turn around a lot of those issues so I think CJ Stroud leads his team uh, to a big victory versus the Colts close game I actually love the spread on this one but I'm taking the Texans
0: Something tells me the Colts are going to get a lot of turnovers out of the Texans. I don't know what it is, but just something tells me the AFC South is very wild. I'm with Brandon on the Colts. Let's go to the AFC, actually NFC South, and we'll talk about Casey, The Falcons and the Saints, big one here. Saints are laying three. Both teams can clinch the South, but they need help to get there. What's the play?
1: Mine directly goes to the Bucks beating the Falcons 29-25 a couple of weeks ago, and I just foresee a similar structure of play building out this way leaning towards a Saints win. The Falcons have a tendency to beat themselves in the stretch of a game, and I think it's going to be the same thing versus the Saints. Not to mention as it Hunter Smith is 9-20 against teams with a pass completion of 61-plus or better. So we know that they can get that out of the Saints quarterbacks. We know they can get that kind of efficiency out of the Saints offense. And after what they just did to my Bucks team the other week, I think that they can force some mistakes in the Falcons in the second half and end up securing this nice here of a minus three.
0: Okay, Brandon, listen, the Bucs have to lose. Otherwise, these teams are out.
2: I've said it all year long. I, I just don't believe in Atlanta. I don't believe in Arthur Smith. Letting Mariota go and making his bed with Desmond Ritter was arguably one of the stupidest things I've I've seen a coach do yeah. in quite some time. I really do. Um, and then you get off to the start, you get off with Ritter thinking that this kid was the answer, and he's not. And switching quarterbacks and what the Saints did last week, going into Tampa, that Tampa Bay team was hot, red, 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 red hot, and they went in there and dominated them. And I think, I know it's hard to trust Carr. I know it is. It's just, oh my god, it's hard to trust Carr. Really with hard. They, with what they did last <laughs> week, I just think the Saints found something in Tampa. And I think it carries over here at home. Big task asking Atlanta to come in here. I just don't see it. And I Tampa minus two and a half, buy down to two and a half. I think they're the right side of the game.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if it was three and a half, you get that hook there, tempting in a divisional battle and taking the Falcons there, but we are all on the saints in that one let's stay in the south theme here back to the afc south brandon jaguars titans titans getting three and a half at home vrabel very profitable as a dog trevor lawrence is back very simple brandon jaguars win they're in the playoffs as the afc south champions
2: you know the press conference by vrabel losing sucks it just sucks you know, to go on and say it sucks. And, well, you should go to the general manager and ask him why he made his bed with Ryan Tannehill, who completely imploded in the playoffs back-to-back years and and, right. and wonder why losing sucks. Um, right. I just don't know how. I get it. And, and, and the line is more than a field goal. And it's so tempting. Levis is banged up. Now you're stuck with Tannehill. Um, Jags have to win. Um, this could be Derrick Henry's last game. So there's the, the subplots that are that are great. Do I trust the Jags laying points on the road against anybody right now? No, I don't. I don't. I don't trust Doug Peterson. I don't trust. Listen, I don't trust Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I just go back to the Baltimore game. You're running down the left sideline. You switch the ball hand. You fumble. I mean, just these. Just it's unbelievable to me. And so, with that being said, who do you trust in this game? For me, I think both these defenses are going to show here, and I'm going to go under the post posted total, what I think is going to be just a, a gritty. Grimy defensive battle, and I'm going to go under the post to total.
0: Okay. I like that play. Listen, Casey, Jacksonville has lost four of five. So even if they win this game, they are limping into the playoffs.
1: Literally, greatest description you could put out there, Cam. Um, but what I will bounce off of what Brandon just said is that there's just too many fractions to the Titans, their game plan, their whole attack going into this. Uh, just too many question marks so even though you don't really trust Jaguars I trust them a little bit more considering the circumstances and the fact that a lot of teams need them to lose in order to go into the playoffs and while we don't trust Pedersen the one thing that you can kind of trust is that he does build off of wins uh, where they lay 14 plus points so there's a little consistency that they tend to pull over into certain games so ugly of the under here love everything else that Brandon said um Jaguars pull it off somehow
0: Yeah, I'm going with Casey on this one, like the under two, but the Jaguars, I think they find a way to win this game by five, six. I can't trust Tannehill and neither should you at home. Okay. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the commanders big home dog alert. I love talking about these games. Casey, we've got the commanders getting 13 at home. If Dallas wins, it wins the NFC East. Sam Howell is back at quarterback for Washington. By the way, remember last year, Dallas went into Washington in January and only mustered six points. They lost that game, Casey. What's the play here?
1: You know, I'm going to stick with the thing that I went with last week. I'm not going against the Cowboys until I have further research. And my headline for this one is McCarthy plotting against the command that allows 189 yards a game to wide receivers. This is an opportunity for the Cowboys to silence a lot of people, including myself, who had no faith in what they were going to produce this season. Um, and I didn't. If you talk to me about this team through week six, I didn't foresee them heading to the playoffs. I didn't have much up in them, but this is going to be a game where they should easily be able to lay this. If they're serious with some of the points that they've put up, some of the defenses that they have silenced, they should be able to carry that momentum versus the commanders. Brandon, it's week
0: 18 right? You're the commanders. You've got no pride whatsoever in theory, but maybe just maybe you can cover that 13 number at home for the fans, right?
2: Think about this. The Niners can go into Philly, put up 45. They can go into Washington, the Niners, against the worst pass defense since Christ came back 2000 years ago, or Moses was taking the Jews through the Red Sea and only score 27. It's a weird dynamic, this NFL. For me, it's DDD HD. I'm not talking about leaving my pad right now in Vegas and going down to the Spearmint Rhino lunch buffet and seeing which one of my gals is working. No, not talking about that. I'm talking about DDD HD. Now, you don't get DDD HD very often, not in the NFL, but when you do, the DDD HD is hitting at a 74% clip over the last 15 years. Now you're saying, being like, what is the DDD HD? Well, here you go. It's a double-digit divisional home dog. You don't get them often, but when you do, you got to take advantage of the DDD HD. Give me the 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, Casey, I'm with Brandon. Listen, it's one of those ugly bets that you just have to make. That's how the pros do it out there. Just bet ugly. Don't think about the teams. So... <laughs> Listen,
1: I emotional. I'm on the really emotional well. side of things. Yeah, there we go. We'll see. Last time yeah. Brandon thought that the 13 spread was too much. It was. It was not going to happen. It happened. So we'll see. We shall see.
0: Stay tuned. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the Sunday night showdown. Brandon, Buffalo, Miami. The winner wins the AFC East. Miami has already clinched a playoff berth. The Bills can make the playoffs if one of the following happens. A Buffalo tie, Pittsburgh loss, Jacksonville loss. Plus three for Miami at home, Brandon. What's the move?
2: My best bet last Sunday in the NFL was the Baltimore Ravens. I have called since their Monday night meltdown against the Tennessee Titans. Where the Miami Dolphins blew a two-touchdown lead with three minutes to go. To Will Levis, a rookie quarterback who absolutely shredded that defense. And just because the next week they beat the Jets 30 to nothing, that was the Jets, Dallas goes in there, fumbles at the one-yard line going in on their first possession of the game. Let's not forget about the fact that Pollard, on the previous play, could have put his head down and ran right underneath and scored. Instead, that sets up the fumble, and then Dallas is chasing the rest of the game. Or they beat Miami, and they finally beat a winning team, Dallas, One time this year if they beat a winning team is the Miami Dolphins. Winning team with a winning record. Once, it's the Miami Dolphins. It was the Dallas Cowboys. For me, by the half point, lay two and a half with Buffalo. They're not laying 13 and a half out against the Chargers. They're not laying 13 and a half at home to New England. This is a very manageable money. How does team A match up with team B? If I can sit back and watch Will Levitz absolutely shred this defense. This, This whole Miami team's banged up. They're banged up in their defensive backfield, their defensive line, their offensive line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not a believer in Miami. I'm not a believer in their head coach. I sure as hell's not a believer in their defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. I'll take Buffalo minus two and a half.
0: Yeah, Casey, is the mystique and the enjoyment and the fun and the track meet of Miami all over? And it's Buffalo's time to make a charge?
1: Yeah, it is Buffalo's time. I have to side with Brandon on this one. At first, when I started looking into this, I'm thinking to myself, we saw some great performances, uh, Dolphins beating the Bills on home turf, but at the end of the day, these injuries are worrisome. Then heading into this matchup, you've got a Bills defense. that's only letting up roughly eight yards per carry to running backs, only 128 yards uh, in the air. So when you're looking at those numbers and who's going to be receiving those balls or helping The Dolphins make their charge down the field. I just don't really see them pulling it off. The Bills have a lot to prove at this point. Unless Allen comes in and turns over the ball on every down, it should be their game to have, and I like the line here.
0: Buffalo Bills, AFC East champions, we seem to think so. Hopefully you do as well at home. Best of luck to your bets. This has been Believe Me right here on Stadium for kc Hudson and Brandon Lang. I am Cam Rogers. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week.